Relevant Magazine. This is the Relevant Podcast. It's Friday, September 13, 2019. Ooh, it's Friday the 13th. <laughs> I just realized. <gasps> it is no. Friday the 13th. And it's the Relevant Podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, on the ones and twos, our illustrious brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. Uh, I've noticed that Twitter is not happy that I've shortened his introduction. <laughs> I don't... Right. That's fine. Uh, they cool feel he, he deserves all the, the accolades. <laughs> but he became our brother, which I feel like is kind of an upgrade. I was upgrade. like, that's kind of an upgrade. I was going to say that. I was like, yo, he's our brother. Let's go. <laughs> right. uh, on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, author, speaker, podcaster, cowgirl extraordinaire, Annie F. Downs. Good morning, Jess. And joining us from Los Angeles, representing the West Coast, MC, activist, uh, poet, our friend, propaganda, sitting in for the whole show today. West, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) It's a West Coast. Well, I guess Bianca's on the West Coast. I'm thinking we have West Coast representation fairly often. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. We got yeah. the we got the heartland in that. Is Nashville the heartland? I don't know. Anything, no, anything, 0%. anything that's not on the coast is the heartland to me. You know, <laughs> anything that you can't get to the ocean. <laughs> any any is one heartland. of those states that I'm not like that I could find on a blank U.S. map with about eighty percent sh- certainty. That's heartland right there. It's like I think that's Iowa. I think that's Iowa. It's like the Nate Bargatze <laughs> joke where he's like, "We didn't learn the states. The only states we learned going to, going to school in Tennessee was Tennessee and the states that bordered us in case they attack." And that's pretty <laughs> much the limits of my American geography. Like I look at a map and I'm like, I could probably, I think I could get half. I think if you was blank and he gave me a pen fill it out i could get half i'm gonna know? get i'm gonna get mixed up in the iowa range there's a <laughs> when they start getting kind of qb out west you know it's like oh this is i i know nevada is one of be them. careful because the minute you name drop the minute you name drop a state we get tweets from that i'm state sorry we're like yes. we are right here i'm sorry if you're if yes. you're if you're if your state looks like just a block I don't know the difference between Utah and and you know. Oh, don't do it. Okay, don't do I'm not even name anymore. I mean, you, don't, you already got the Utahians. Listen, you know what angry. states I'm talking about? No, those are easy. It's the one that if you go straight up to Louisiana, all the way up the top, anything that borders the Mississippi River, you're just like, wait, I know, I know these states. Yeah, I know them because <laughs> I've been there. Wait, but if you take the like, if you take the name off of it, you're just like, ah. Listen, I'd be like, no, I know that. uh, I know what it looks like. You're like, no, 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 no. I've been there. I love you guys. You have good coffee. I'd be willing to say (laughs) right now, right now, I'd be willing to say if I threw out a blank U.S. map to this group and I said, you have five seconds to find New Hampshire, I think 25%. I think, I think. Oh, you'd have to zoom in. You'd have to zoom in. No zooming. New, Ham- New Hampshire's it's not the, that bad. It's the New Hampshire, it's more like Delaware, Rhode Island cluster that's tough. That, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. And then, and then, like, like Prop said, like, is that is that Indiana or Ohio? And then that's veering left you're from going, Indiana, I'm not really sure. Ohio, Missouri. Yeah. Like, if you're just like, wait, which one of these is which? Yeah. You're like, yeah, Heartland. And then we're that's and then we're Heartland. The, Heartland, the Iowa, Wyoming. I mean, I go to Montana a couple times every year. I'm not sure which one of those big squares is Montana. <laughs> Mon- well, Montana's not a square. That's a ginormous state. Yeah, I know. It's that the- is true. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. It's all heartland. We're so off hey, the rails spe- right hey, now. Speaking of the nation and traveling, I had I had an observation, Cameron, that I wanted. To, I think we should just get to it now. All right. Um, so. I did go. some traveling last week. Long story short, prop. I met country music legend Alan Jackson in the airport. We had a delightful time hanging out. Uh, you can Let's listen. To, you can listen to the full story last so, week. Yeah, yeah. We don't reference old shows, but this, you know, th- this story has taken on a life of its own. Jesse yeah. is notorious, okay. prop, when he travels. Uh, when I, what you're looking at right now with I have big headphones on. That's me when I travel. Uh, it's it's like don't talk to me i'm good yeah, leave me alone when jesse travels Live look at cameron in every airport jesse yeah. window seat hood up, done headphones yes. in when jesse travels no headphones and he's making eye contact with people and smiling like seeing who look wants to talk charm. to him 
Look at this charm. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just throwing out the charm. Anyway, so I met Alan Jackson at the airport. And last week I talked about the, the whole story because it's kind of a weird, crazy story. So go back and listen to it if you want to hear it. But, there, but the, the thing prop is Alan Jackson sat down next to Jesse and he didn't know who he was. Would you have known who Alan Jackson is? Not a clue. Not a clue. Yeah. Never heard of him until Me. just now. No, no he's so, a huge oh, wow. country music legend. And, and, yeah. and uh, Jesse sat down next to a guy in a cowboy hat and they got talking about uh-huh. ranches and cattle and stuff like that. And then glorious. Alan Jackson yeah. sees the, the cowboy and Jesse and comes and sits down with them. Yeah. And the guy says to Jesse, Loses that's it, Alan right? Jackson. And there's a whole story of how this guy's been a lifelong fan, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. They're drinking, right, so they're at the airport bar at 10 a.m., and Alan <laughs> Jackson drinking. sidles up, and so we get talking about that on the show, Yeah, and in the segment break after Jesse's story last week on the podcast, I threw in an Alan Jackson song as a joke. Yeah. We were looking for his gospel song, because we had mentioned it, and I was looking for the yeah. gospel song and came across this Alan Jackson song, uh, what's it called, Jesse? Five O'Clock Somewhere. It's five yeah. o'clock somewhere. Five and I thought, oh, that's perfect. Somewhere. So I throw it in there. And yeah. With Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. It's him and Jimmy so, Buffett. So yeah. I thought five o'clock okay. somewhere was a Jimmy Buffett song. And the theme of the song. And, and, and so they put it in. And I te- so, so I'm like listening back to the podcast. I always listen before it goes out or me or somebody on the team. And I text it and I was laughing out loud that they chose five o'clock somewhere because it is a song about finding an excuse to like day drink. And I was like, day that drink. is very <laughs> funny that that is the song you came out of this with. Uh, and so, so later that day, I, I decide to uh, walk down to my daughter's preschool to pick her up. And I, I got my earbuds in. I'm like, you know what? That little clip of five o'clock somewhere was kind of a banger. I'm going to throw that thing on Spotify. <laughs> and so I'm walking through the neighborhood in the middle of the day and I'm listening to the song, laughing at the lyrics because they're hilarious. And sure yeah. enough, like it's Alan Jackson singing about knocking off work and sneaking out to the bar. And uh, he in the last verse of the song is sung by Jimmy Buffett. Right. Okay. And yeah. But the, so so it's Alan Jack. It's an Alan Jackson song, with Jimmy Buffett. And the last like 30 seconds of the song, and people can go back and listen to it to see if I'm exaggerating, because I am certain I'm not. I know exactly they what promote yeah. something that is very dangerous. And if this song was released in 2019, this would not be cool because they talk about <laughs> oh. operating a boat under the influence. They are promoting drunk <laughs> boating, like drunk driving, drunk boat. like literally wow. here's the end of the song. Because it's them speaking back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, so it's like. So Jimmy Buffett does the, 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 the last verse and he's like, you know, Alan, I seen your boat up at Margaritaville a couple times. And Alan's like, Oh boy, I get in there late at night sometimes. And Jimmy's like, Oh, I've seen it. He's like, come stumbling on out, Jimmy. And he's like, he's like, you make Dude. that boat home. Okay. He's like, I don't know. I think so. Try to keep it in the channel markers. He goes, Oh, don't hit them buoys. And I'm like, <gasps> This what is a conversation. Is he says, keep it, but he says keep it between the buoys. Yeah, keep it between. And I'm like, <laughs> this. They're like, this shouldn't yeah. be allowed. This Boating under be- the influence is as illegal as driving under the influence, and as dangerous. You know, and they say, and they say, hip hop is bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, look here, y'all ratchet. Okay, <laughs> just stop talking about y'all ratchet. You know what I'm saying? Grandpa, ratchet. You feel me? That, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is not something that should be promoted in a song. Like, no, we should ratchet. have a campaign against this. Like, I, listen, it, it, Jimmy should be like, I saw you. I saw you boat on into Margaritaville and stumble on out, Alan. He's like, that's all. That's sure right, Jimmy. He's like, good thing I was a good friend and called you an Uber. I didn't literally <laughs> encourage you on stage in a hit song to get behind the wheel when you've been go. drinking margaritas go. all night. There you go. That should be. Or, oh, or, or yes. just Alan Jackson taking a lime scooter down the coast yes. because he doesn't want to get behind the wheel. I mean, <laughs> drunk scooting <laughs> be a wholesome mess. is not any better. Drunk scooting, yeah. I see that all the time here in Nashville, and I'm like, y'all, y'all are going to get seriously injured. You, you, you're gonna, it's you're illegal. Gonna drunk scooting, yes. drunk bicycling, uh, it's all illegal. You can get a ticket for riding your bike. Under the influence, yeah, so, as you should. It's a dangerous. We thing got to signs do. on the highway now. Now that uh, cannabis is legal, about like driving high too. Wow, oh, like, really? Hey, hey, that counts, guys. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. Listen, I'm not going to tell anyone how they want to live their life, but don't get behind the wheel. If you listen to Five O'clock Somewhere because it's a hilarious song, remember. <laughs> Don't do what Alan and Jimmy do because I, mean, good I, I appreciate you saying it's a hilarious song. It's also kind of a good song, Jesse. There's a demographic of us that do enjoy Alan Jackson. 
I will say this. I do have one tie to country music. Okay. And it's, y'all know my birth name is Jason Petty. Yep. And there is a very famous Hank Williams impersonator named Jason Petty. And oh, he has wow. And he has the domain. So when I tried to get jasonpetty.com, I clicked on it and I was like, it's got a Hank Williams impersonator. And he totally is. Go for it. Wow. I uh, I didn't know there was a market for that. Annie has a quilting Annie Downs. You have a Hank impersonator, Jason Petty. Yes. I I am in a social media domain one-upsmanship with a Cameron Strang. Like I, since the early 90s or mid 90s, I've been aware of a Cameron Strang who he used to run a country label and now he's the president yeah. of Warner Brothers Music. And so, oh, yeah, you can't win that when one. people. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get that one. No, I have them all. I beat them to them. I have CameronStrang.com. I have at Cameron Strang, all of them. And he, he has, he's the one who's playing catch up. To... I'm just saying. Hey, prop, I, just, I have an idea of how you can get that jasonpetty.com from the St. Williams impersonator. Here we go. We need to frame him for drunk boating. The, they'll believe he's a country. <laughs> he's a country impersonator. The cops will believe us if we report him. We, we saw this guy. He's, he's all over the place out there. He's they're driving gonna like, sure, they're gonna be like, it's a crime. But he was, try- he was driving Williams. that bass boat like it was a like it was a jet ski. Get him out of the waterways. He's a hazard. And you can be like, I will tell the police this, sir, unless you relinquish the domain. And he'll be like, Well, I don't have a choice because they'll definitely believe you. That sounds like like operating a bass boat at high speeds while under the influence definitely sounds like someone who is a professional Hank Williams impersonator. That sounds like behavior they would actually do. Well, we have a great show in store for you today uh despite the start uh coming up later um this will be a little bit of a different tone uh later in the show uh we're bringing on our friend uh speaker podcaster and counselor mike foster uh to join us uh to talk about mental health in light of the news that we all heard this week of uh the death of pastor jared wilson um who's written for relevant has been a friend of the show uh, over the years and um, the tragic story there. And uh, Mike and, and Jared were friends and we wanted to bring him on to talk about that. So that's coming up later. Also, yeah. man, we're just all over the place. We got, we got, we got, we got, we're starting hot with the Alan Jackson, the, the, <laughs> the, 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 heart, the heavy hearted segment coming up later with Mike Foster. And we have the new issue of relevant. That we're going to tell you about, um, coming up, uh, Tyler Huckabee will be joining us from Paris. We'll tell you about the new issue of Relevant with Malcolm Gladwell on the cover. Ooh. It's a very exciting issue, yeah. and it's in motion to you right now. So we're going to tell you all about it. So, Ooh. All right. Stay tuned. Up next, it's the Hot List. to Snake Hips. The song is Summer Fade featuring Anna of the North. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Weezer's new banger, The End of the Game. Mm, still rocking <laughs> after like 30 years. Good See, for the cover, The cover yeah. art for Amen. it says Van Weezer and it's in that like Van Halen font and stuff. Dude, yeah. it's... Guys, you gotta look, man. We don't value longevity enough, man. Like, yes, go there, you know, You know, man, look, dude, if you can still... If you could still get 100, 200, 3,000 people in a room, man, you could keep your Grammys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shoot. I've I've long Longevity, I've bro. long been a Weezer advocate and I'm glad they're getting proper recognition on this podcast. Well, I've they're doing a huge tour. They're doing a huge tour with Green Day and Blink-182 and Weezer. Yeah. Yeah. They just Listen, announced it. touring, bro. Listen, I'm telling you this from right now. Like we when you looking at like having to like cancel dates because the room is like, yo, where the tickets at? You know, and you feel like you you feel like you have failed in all areas of life because that one city ain't buying tickets for you, bro. Let me tell you, I'm it's it's not like I'm speaking from experience. Actually, I'm absolutely speaking from experience. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yo, if you could still sell a ticket, bro, clap for that person. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, good for them. I, the the biggest thing I just like we just uh, the summer released issue one hundred of relevant, and you know we started back in 03. and I've been getting texts from friends like who have been along like 
who who've been doing things for a long time too. Yeah. And they're the one thing they've been saying to me is, man, congrats. The staying power is underrated. Yes. <laughs> you know, like yeah. the fact you're still doing it and still evolving, still doing it and well, and they were very man. kind. And it was just like I, I you're in the middle of it day to day. You just don't think about right. you know Yo. how long it's hey, been. <laughs> but hey, that's been the how, one thing mm-hmm. that these other people who've like built something, they're like, dude, it's it's keeping it going. It's being able to stick around. Longevity, yeah. And, right. and Cameron, yeah. how many editorial meetings have we been in over the years? I'm like, have we reached out to Weezer? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, that calm too. I mean, for real, uh, it's you. You slip it into the list at least yeah, twice never, a year. I never lead with it. I always have like a list of like, you know, all the, all the you know, a lot of artists, a lot of like cool progressive stuff. And there's like, uh, so anyway, we got uh, the new uh, Bonu Vare. We got Weezer. Um, let's see. <laughs> Chance has this thing. <laughs> all right, coming in. It's time for It's the hot list. The I, I, I want to say one thing Hello, before we baby. jump in, Cameron. On, one baby? of these items I was on the fence about, and I chose specifically for Annie. Like I was like, I don't know. And I was like, you <gasps> know what? Five. This one, this is a hat tip to to our Jesse, friend. Thanks, this is a hat buddy. tip, so you can guess which one that is. This is interesting. Okay, we have to guess. All right, well, I, I, I can. Is it the is it the one that I think it is? Because it's, it's not the, it's not the first one. It's not it's the not first. The first one. One. This was too. Oh. I felt like this one was so, just it too interesting, interesting of a discussion right. point. Here we go. All right. Coming in number five. Wait, before we get into it, before we get into it, I still have to say that it's still super shout outs to Chandler because the jingle still brings out the <laughs> Uncle Mike in me. It's just immediately I got a Bluetooth on. And you're just like, what's up, baby? You got a white linen shirt on. <laughs> yeah. I got a white linen and some leather sandals. You're wearing what's sunglasses up? inside. I, I feel yeah. you. I feel you. Yeah, I'm screaming and I'm screaming on the phone right now. Like everybody can't hear me. What'd you say, Chuck? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> All right, coming to number five. The new version of Monopoly was announced this week, and it's going to take on the gender pay gap in a very interesting way. So the new edition of the game envisions a world in which the pay gap has not only closed, but has swung the other way. So Ooh, in the go. new version of Monopoly, women players... It's called Miss Monopoly, by the way. Women players are dealt more money at the outset than male players. $1,900 versus $1,500. And they get more money for pass and go. $240 versus $200. So instead of vying uh, in the area of real estate, Miss Monopoly players move around the board and invest in inventions and innovations created by women. Jen Boswinkle, uh, Senior Director of Global Brand Strategy and Marketing for Hasbro, told USA Today... We made sure that this felt authentic and was a fun game families could play and learn about these things that they love and are part of their life that they didn't know were invented by women. However, many online so critics were quick to point out that Monopoly itself was a somewhat ironically patriarchal backstory. Um, the idea of, for the game was essentially stolen from a woman named Lizzie Maggie who created the Landlord's Game in 1903 to demonstrate the cruelty of the economic injustices she saw around her. Um, Maggie uh, created two sets of rules, one in which players are rewarded for cooperating with each other as a way of demonstrating the perks of a more just economic system. The other set of rules, well, you're probably familiar with those because uh, that's what Monopoly is. Hasbro does seem to be doing its part to make sure that future innovations by women won't go as unheralded as Monopoly itself. In a video announcing the launch, Hasbro surprised three teenage women inventors with more than twenty thousand dollars to honor their achievements. What do we think so about Annie? The Annie's mouth has been a, a like has been just like open and she's wide eyed the entire time you're reading. Annie's just like, what? What is this? What is this? What? What is what is what is your thoughts here? I love that the um, well, for starters, I didn't know that Monopoly was created um, first by a woman and then stolen, but. That's interesting, but like I love that all else. the right. I love that all the squares are different inventions and innovations by women. That's really cool. Because when I saw it, I kind of thought like, I mean, this is interesting. But why would you buy an entire game just to switch the pay? Like, just switch the pay when you play normal Monopoly. But if the squares are different, that's super cool. Yeah. Well, and and like I, I've thought the. Because this this was released, particularly the gender pay gap demonstration aspect of the game. Uh, I saw some some interesting criticism of it, but all of it, I'll, in my mind, I'm always like, 
who cares? Like, it's a good, it's like an interesting idea that's stimulating an important conversation. And the, the stakes are pretty low. It's a board game. You know what I mean? Like, there's that. Yeah. And it's like, if they found a creative way to start a conversation about the gender pay gap and have rolled it into a piece of pop culture everyone's familiar with, I, how is that not a positive thing? You know? All right. Coming in at number four this week, Jimmy Fallon made fun of the world of Instagram pseudo spirituality by introducing a new segment that poked fun of the trend of those vaguely spiritual inspirational quotes that people put on Instagram, but they don't really say anything. The bit is called hashtag blessed, hashtag inspired. Here's a clip. <laughs> Annie, this is for you. This is your man. This is your, your, your favorite. So whenever I need to pick me up, I go to my main source of spiritual strength. It's inspirational quotes that your annoying friend posted on Instagram. And that, folks, it's time for a brand spanking new segment called Hashtag Blessed, Hashtag Inspire. And now, Hashtag Blessed, Hashtag I love this so much. Now, our first inspirational quote is, Nothing is impossible. Except for putting a USB cable in the right way on the first try. That is... That is actually impossible. That is actually. Uh, <laughs> I literally, I've never uh, once got my microphone here. plugged in on the first time. Right. We don't remember days. We remember moments. Like the moment when you finally paid me back for the lunch I bought you last week, Cheryl. <laughs> Here's one. Oh, this one right here. Oh, these are great. Keep going. You're almost there. Actually, it turns out there's construction up ahead. Google Maps just added 40 minutes to your travel time. Another 40 minutes. You can do 40 minutes. Put on a podcast. I don't know. Come on, what are you going to do, man? That is so unfunny. Sorry, oh. Jesse. You and I have very different sense of humor, apparently. Annie, That's he's your hilarious. hero, right, Jimmy? I love that guy. Yeah. I'd pick it's that for It's a funny idea. It's a funny start. Yeah, I think he could work on the bit a little bit, but yeah. the the premise is there because yeah. it's very true. As a matter of fact, I read this like doctoral thesis about uh, what's happening in the brain and what type of brain is actually inspired by stuff like that. Like there's an actual like neuroscience as to like who actually finds this interesting really? and learns from it. Yeah. Don't let me quote it because it's a quite a diss. What they're saying is going on in your amygdala. Like it's it's quite a diss, guys. So like it's, it has a lot to do with your frontal lobe, where you just can't be like, yo, you're not saying anything. But I, the the other thing too is like I've seen like the other version of this, which is like sermon clips, you know, and yeah. like some of them are good. Like some of them are like, oh, well, that was ninety seconds of inspiration. But sometimes I'm like, like I was joking with somebody about it. Cameron, you went to ORU too. Like it's, it's when they lean into the, like uh, uh, some biblical phrase that like I'm supposed to glean meaning from because the pastor is saying it very passionately from the stage. Like at, at ORU, they had this whole sermon about some obscure voice verse in the Old Testament that, you know, God's blessing, uh, was eventually come if you're patient enough. And the camels were seen coming over the hill with all the wealth and treasure and like, they would be like, your camels are coming. Your camels are coming. Those are the type of sermon clips on Instagram that I'm like, okay, this, this did nothing for me. This is yeah, just this like promoting, this is just promoting the sermon podcast or whatever. This, yeah. the, the intent of this was not to actually enact change or, you know, have any sort of like actual depth. It just is to get that, you know, pastor personality in front of my, in, yeah. my face on Instagram. You know, I see a lot of those. And I'll tell you who does have good clips is TD Jakes. I watch mm -hmm. all his clips that oh, he he's puts got up some things on his say. Instagram. <laughs> They're all fire. I love them. All right, coming in number three this week, uh, Chance, the rapper, discussed how Jesus inspires his community activism when he was so a guest good. on the Ellen Show this week. Uh, she asked him why he was so charitable. He's given millions to causes that serve people in need and children in and around Chicago. Um, he said that ultimately it comes down to the teachings of Christ and the values instilled in him by his parents. Here's a clip. Why, why is it important for you to, to give back? Uh, I think, all right, so why is it important? Uh, so my understanding of a lot of stuff is based on uh, Jesus. So like Jesus teaches to be like, you know, to care for your neighbor and care for people that aren't necessarily your blood, but still a part of your body because we're all humans. And so like, I think it's, that's an impactful thing that I think I understood more as I got older. But my parents, since I was young, definitely instilled in me to like, 
you know, when you see people that are in need, uh, you know, you don't just want to pass them by. You want to try and, you know, do something beneficial to them before you leave. Because that's your imprint. So I guess it's my, a mixture of my parents and Jesus would be my answer. Uh-huh. Good inspiration. It's quite a combo. I know. Can, can, like, I know there's his latest album has gotten mixed reviews, but I, 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 I like this earnest turn. He's like, I, I'm not saying like, uh, I, you know, The Big Day is my favorite album ever or anything, but I think it's nice to see an artist embrace a sense of earnestness not just in his music, but also his whole persona seems to really have embraced this no apologies. Like, yeah, I give to people because I think it's cool and because that's exemplifies my faith, you know? Uh, yeah. And just how he like carries himself seems different than a lot of artists do these days. Yeah. You know? I think two things, man. One is like, you know, for the, for the, for the mixed review thing, it's like, okay, part of the mystique of chance was like, he was the people's champ, you know, the underdog, like we're all cheering for him. And then it's like, okay, now he's got like a record deal and stuff like that. So like the mystique is gone, but I feel like this is who he really is. This is who he always was. The music still stands up as far as I'm concerned. Um, But one thing I did notice too, was he just recently talked about how he was like postponing his tour. Cause he was like, man, I just got married. We just had another child. He's like, man, I miss so many like moments of my first child. He's like, man, the tours will be there. I don't want to miss these moments. We'll come back next year after we've these like first, you know, few months and I can experience these things. And I'm like, dude, you know, you are who you say you are. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that to me, like you said, like, I love that, man. But I feel like he's always been that. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like you said, like, he's like, man, I'm just going to put it out there. It's dope. Yeah. All right. Coming in number two, Lin-Manuel Miranda this week <gasps> said he's reading Rachel Rachel Held Evans' final book. Obviously, he's the guy behind Hamilton and a lot of uh, other stuff, like the songs in Moana and other pop culture musical offerings. Well, Lin-Manuel Miranda took time on Twitter to answer a few fan questions this week. And in doing so, recommended a work by beloved author, Rachel Held Evans, who passed away earlier this year. So the Twitter user asked him if he'd read any books over the summer sabbatical. uh, And he recommended a few choice reads, including the New York Times' harrowing 1619 project about slavery in the U.S., playwright Stephen Schwartz's biography called Defying Gravity, and inspired Rachel Held Evans' last book before her tragic passing. Uh, Uh, You guys know she has one more book coming out, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, next she? year, right? Yeah, yeah, there is one more book coming. So it's her last book that released while she was alive, yeah. but there will be yeah. another one at the end and of this year cooking. that had, yeah. she had already finished. Mm. Yeah. yeah. She was known for her thoughtful books that challenged traditional interpretations of theology and created open, safe places for people to explore their honest questions and doubts about their faith. She was yeah. 37 when she died following a sudden illness in April, leaving behind her husband, Dan, and two kids. Uh, she was a fan of Miranda's, once tweeting... Uh, quote, basically everything comes back around to Hamilton. So it's cool to see <laughs> yeah. that connection. He's one of my favorite Twitter follows. I love him. Oh, Seems like brilliant. a really smart what do you li- What do you like about him? Yeah. Yeah, I like how smart he is. I like that he uh, exposes me. He, he will retweet art. And so he exposes me to different people's art or music or poetry that I wouldn't have yep. normally seen myself. And every morning and every night, he does this like really encouraging five sentence like, wishing you well for the day or or letting go of the day. If it's the night, mm-hmm. I just find him to be incredibly inspiring and kind. That's very Mr. Rogersy. That's a very Mr. Yeah, Rogersy thing. I to think do. that's how it feels a little bit. I mean, I think there's more edge to him because of the art he makes and because of his passion for equality. And then, but it is, does have a Mr. Rogers feel to how kind he is toward his followers. That would be ex- mm. that would be exhausting to me. Like I'm gonna say and something the 16, nice again today. Project. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> the sixteen nineteen project is worth a read, by yeah. the way, y'all. Yeah, yes, it is. Uh, okay, coming in number one this week, the Presbyterian Church USA has made a documentary about the Flint water crisis. Uh, the film is called Flint: The Poisoning of an American City, and it's a production of uh, PC USA's Disaster Assistance's Story Production, and it debuted in Flint this week. It's from activist director David Bernhardt, whose previous documentaries included Trigger, The Ripple Effect of Gun Violence, Locked in a Box, Immigration Detention, and Kapulahan, When the Waters Recede, about the aftermath of the 2004 Indian Ocean tsunamis. 
In a statement, Barnhart explained that the new film shows just how large scale the water crisis is in America and how other cities are also in danger. He said, we're facing an urgent drinking water crisis in the U.S. that is systemic and widespread, but it does not get the headlines or attention from the wider public. Mm. Uh, Access to safe, clean drinking water is one of those essential and basic human rights. And the question becomes, how can we allow for some to have access and others to be denied. The poisoning in Flint is a warning of what happens when we deny and ignore the voice of citizens and the tragic reality that this is actually happening in our cities across the country. The movie uh, will be screened in cities around the country this fall. It's really cool that the Presbyterian Church is the one behind it. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Cool. Yeah. yeah, to see a major denomination that obviously has a lot of resources decide to dedicate some to a film that showcases an actual need that American citizens can have some assistance in, in resolving, you know, we can, we all Mm -hmm. have in a democracy, we all have some, you know, political power to an Mm -hmm. extent, Um, especially because the, the the cities that are affected are often home to communities that have been disenfranchised by corrupt politicians or economic policies. So I think it's really cool that a, yeah, major denomination it is championing this. Okay. So before we close out the jingle, uh, Jesse, which one did you put in there for Annie? Was it the Lin Manuel Miranda, Rachel Held Evans one? Jimmy Fallon. I had to do Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. I I actually, it was like three out of five, Jesse. I feel very honored. There were a couple of those that were real. Annie-ish. I know, but that one I was on the fence about that. That one was, I was on the, Jimmy Fallon was on the, I had another one like in my back pocket. And I was like, you know what? I, you know, Colbert gets a lot of play on this thing and it's not uh, often that Jimmy Fallon does something that's like in our lane. And I was like, yeah, yes. I don't know. It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of cornball-y, but I'll throw anyone, you know, Thanks, she, buddy. she talks about how her love for him. And so I, 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 I toss it out there for I you. It. Yeah. All right, grateful, that'll do grateful. it for. It's the hardest, the hardest. What's up, it's nephew? Hey, <laughs> What's going on? Oh, what's up, nephew? <laughs> yeah. All right, stay tuned. Up next, uh, Mike Foster joins us. Novus Global's Meta Performance Institute for Coaching is an exclusive, revolutionary program solely dedicated to training the best coaches in the world. Prospective coaches are invited to go beyond high performance and achieve meta performance alongside this community of world-class practitioners to develop a thriving and sustainable coaching career. Discover the impact you can create with Fortune 500 companies, professional athletes, artists, and leaders. Learn more about the journey at novus.global forward slash the Institute. You're listening to Surfer Blood. Song is Around Your Son. Well, Mike Foster is a speaker, author, strategic counselor, and the host of the podcast Fun Therapy. Um, Well, this week, the country observed World Suicide Prevention Day but it also lost a beloved pastor, author, and mental health advocate in Jared Wilson, who died by suicide on Monday. Jared was a husband and a father of two young kids. Uh, we want to invite Mike on the show today to talk about mental health, Jared's legacy, and how we can all have meaningful conversations about these important topics. Um, Mike, you, Prop, and Annie all knew Jared and his family well. Can you talk about his legacy, especially as it pertains to his work with mental health advocacy in the church? Yeah, well, I, uh, um, I've known Jared for 10 plus years. I met him when he was just a young punk kid who wanted to change the world and uh, had been a friend and mentor to him uh, and Julie. And just, you know, we lost a really bright light this week. And his legacy is breaking the stigma of mental health and breaking down the darkness and bringing light and truth and hope into those places. And, you know, the, the sense of his work and his life and his legacy is one that I truly believe is going to impact, continue to impact thousands and thousands of people. Because the thing that I loved about Jared is that he told the truth. 
And when you tell the truth, uh, people can get help. Yeah. You know, Mike, he was so one of the things that, you know, if you followed him on Twitter, Jared was really passionate about, you know, destigmatizing conversations around mental health and also making it something that the church in particularly could more effectively address. You know, Mike, I know, you know, this is an area that you're passionate about as as well to kind of carry on. Uh, you know, Jared's legacy and, the, and some of the things that he was passionate about. What are some ways that we can all more effectively address mental health, especially in the context of faith communities that we're involved in? Yeah, well, I think it honestly it just starts with some of the most basic things. Uh, it, it is amazing how much bad, horrible, unhelpful information there is about mental health and those who struggle with it. And so if I was encouraging pastors, leaders, people who want to advocate for um, the things that Jared was passionate about, I'd say the first step is just to begin to um, study and get some research and get the information, because I think the information would be quite surprising in terms of what um, what is out there. And I think we've come to a lot of theological conclusions that are unhelpful. I think we've come to a lot of um, relationship expectation that are unhelpful. I think especially within leadership, the idea of having a struggle, uh, you know, having a mental health issue somehow disqualifies you. That is just abhorrent to me. Um, when I think about that idea, I believe we as leaders and as advocates for um, people's freedom need to be leaning in to the struggle. And that's what Jared did. That's what his life was all about. Jared was gifted and talented and passionate, but he also uh, led with his weakness. And that to me is how we can lean into these issues is um, talk, begin to talk about this, be honest about our own weaknesses, stop pretending that we're all okay. And then that's going to, to me, give the freedom to actually have a more robust conversation around these really important topics. I, one of the the things that I think some people might find challenging that didn't grow up in an environment where it was the norm to be kind of emotionally vulnerable or to go to counseling or to incorporate these different kind of uh, habits that encourage positive mental health is like they, they kind of it's some people kind of feel awkward with the topic how, Mike, what, what are some ways that you would suggest that people can get more comfortable if this is just an area that they weren't kind of raised with, not just an awareness of, but just that kind of comfort level? Dude, Jesse, it's not just, it's just not awareness. It's, it's, there's major parts of the church that if you're struggling with depression, that just means you don't have enough faith. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. if you're, if you're, you know, suicidal, well, that's not of God. So you're out of God's will. And like, it's judgmental. It's not just they're, they don't know what to do. Yeah. I mean, it is like, you can't talk about that stuff. You yeah, know, we're going to pray it off. So yeah. Mike, what do you, what does the church do? I mean, like, what do we, like, how do we address that? Yeah. And, and you're so right. The, uh, there's so many ideas that are just entrenched in our belief systems and our theology that, unfortunately, are unhelpful and hurtful to people. And so, one of the things I I would say this in general about our life and anything that we have come to sort of these hard conclusions and and realizing that we have been influenced by our upbringing, by the churches we grew up in, by society, we, we have to understand that there's certain things that we believe about certain issues that simply are not true. And so, I think the starting point of of this for for somebody would be, hey, why don't I get a little bit more curious about this? When I start asking questions, instead of just keeping, keep validating my, my current beliefs and beliefs that possibly I've been hanging on for 10, 20, 30 years, just because they were, you know, someone got to the microphone first that told me what to believe. And so, I think that the idea of just stepping back in perspective, asking a question, getting curious about what is depression? What does that really mean to struggle with depression? What are the implications of mental health issues? What does it mean to be open and vulnerable? Is it okay to live that way? And um, I, I, one of the things that I want to encourage everyone who's listening and is that I truly believe that this is trending in the right direction. 
it's trending too mm. slow in my opinion, Good. but it is trending in the right direction, having these incredibly important conversations. Uh, what we're doing today yeah. of just putting it out there and saying, let's talk about it is so powerful and so liberating. And I know just Jared would be smiling right now and cheerleading this conversation because of that, because just beginning the conversation and it's going, I don't know, or I'm not sure, or can we talk about it? Yeah. That is the first step. Mike, in your professional opinion, like if, if a friend that is someone who's close to you is, is struggling with depression or suicidal thoughts. And, and, and in those lowest moments, you, you know, they've hit a point where they, they do open up about it. Right. And you sit with them and you do not let them, you know, um, go to the darkest places alone. <laughs> you know, the next, yeah. the next day and the light comes on and they feel better and, 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 and life keeps moving forward. You know, th- my question is, is like, as, as the friend, do you recommend, because a lot of people who are struggling with depression stuff withdraw, they don't want to embrace, they don't want to call a hotline. They want to, they want to just internalize, they want to remove themselves. And so as the friend who knows now what they're going through, do you recommend that like that we, the friends like stay like bringing it up and like, Hey, have we, have you talked to a counselor yet or whatever? Or is that intrusive? Cause if the person doesn't want to talk to you about it and they want to withdraw, how do we be a good friend to them in that journey? Well, it, it, that is such a great question, Cameron. Uh, mm. what, one of the things that I would say is that there's probably different levels of this. Um, just as there be different levels in terms of how to approach, um, a, you know, an addiction, you know, what I would say with this is um, when somebody tells me something, um, I and they're struggling. I assume that that in that moment we have made a sacred bond to be on this journey together. And so, I think a lot we do a disservice to people um, of believing that we might step on somebody's toes by asking or doing a follow up. Um, that mm. that we might you know add to their shame. You know, I I. I do simple questions with people. It's like, how's your heart? How's your mind? Mm. Um, mm. How are you yeah. sleeping? We don't have to be so intrusive. Like, are you still having suicidal thoughts? Or we don't have to like right. be so sort of um, direct, but we can, we can check in and checking in on people is absolutely important. I've had several cases being a friend and I've had friends who are going through a dark season where, uh, and this may sound intrusive, but this is what I do. I asked, I, I removed the guns from their house, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So it's all yeah. different levels of engagement, but what doesn't help people is for us to say, I don't want to step on any toes. I don't want to you know, bring something up again. That was kind of uncomfortable. That that's not the healthy, appropriate way to actually help people. And so checking in, I'm checking in all the yeah. time. I love the questions that you that you just said, because the, the thing that I would be, you said it's not our job to fix them, our friends. And 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 so I the hesitation would be, well, if I'm asking them, well, did you go talk to that counselor that you said you would? That almost sounds like prescriptive and right. and, and whatever. But to check yeah. in and say, Hi, hey, how's your heart today? Or how's your mind? I mean, yeah. how are you sleeping is such a simple That's question. That's such a good that question. And tell you a lot. Yeah. That is such I love a good that question. one, Mike. I'm keeping that one. Yeah. And and if you're involved in church leadership, lead a small group or anything like that, please do the hard work of uh understanding this component to our journeys and it's not just sure. pray it away and you know the church needs to do a better job of uh equipping people um and you know holistically in their approach to mental health and well-being and um I'm hoping that this is like you said Mike I mean it's encouraging that this that this conversation is happening and continues but I I'd like it to speed up yes. <laughs> as well yeah. you know so all right Mike, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Blessings to you guys. Thanks so much. All right, stay tuned. Up next, we have your Ask the Cast questions. Walk with the fate, like I don't even start for the win. I don't play. Got a coat for the rain. Y'all boys brace for the storm. We tsunami informed, and it's best that you stay informed. Connected Faith is a great new Bible study app built to teach, inspire, and encourage you on your faith journey. Connected Faith combines the features of a Bible app, devotional, and small group study, offering daily readings for individuals and weekly lessons for small groups. 
Study content is ongoing as new studies roll out every three months. Connected Faith aims to connect you with Scripture, your community, and with God. So visit www.connectedfaith.com to learn more and download Connected Faith in the App Store today. You're listening to Derek Minor, Byron Juan, and Cannon with All We Do Is Win. A little bit of a tone shift there for you. A little banger. Speaking of Derek Minor, you know, know, uh, don't tell anybody all two million listeners of you, but we (laughs) just finished an album together. What Whoa. did you? Yeah, and it's uh, it's 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 due very soon. So some of the little things for our tour dates. If you, I mean, if you're already on, if you're already on our like newsletter list, you already know this. But like our tour dates, we're we're performing our new music. So wait, is oh, it a yes. is it a is it a prop? He produced it. Is it prop and Derek, or is like what? No, what all it? prop. Uh, like he produced it all. He wrote a bunch of the hooks. We did a lot of things together. He sang a lot of harmonies and it's just like, yeah. Wow. So I just basically went in there as a blank slate and just let him make a tape on me. Yeah. Oh, nice. Wow. Oh, that's so yeah, fun. Dude. All right. It's time for. If you got something you want to know, now's the time to ask. It's ask because. You guys went on uh, Twitter this week. You hit us up at Relevant Podcast with your Ask the Cast questions. And we thought it'd be fun with, uh, prop joining us to to throw these to you all. Oh, um, you know okay. It. Good luck, prop. So Uh-oh. so there there's a, there's an account, a rogue account called Relevant Out of Context. I forget what was it out out relevant out or out relevant yeah. or something like yeah. that. That's anyway, hilarious. So they tweeted us. Uh, uh, whoever that person is tweeted us. Uh, you're stranded <laughs> at the airport. You're stranded at the airport. You can choose oh. one person you follow on Twitter but have never met to rescue you. Who are you DMing? And Jesse, you cannot say Alan Jackson. That was the criteria. Well, I looked, I looked, and he's not on Twitter either. He's not that type of guy. <laughs> that makes sense. He's out voting right now, and there's no service where he in the international waters that he is drunkenly straight into. So he's off the table anyway. <laughs> I'm going Lynn Manuel Miranda. Oh, that's a perfect one. Oh, it has to be Dang. someone I follow. Now I'm like looking at who I follow. I if I knew this was a question, I would have. I want to say, I don't know how I don't follow Bear Grylls. I have, he has to be, because they, they almost position this as like a survival type of situation. Stranded mm. at the airport. Who is coming yeah. to rescue? Yeah. The answer there is obvious. He's going to teach me how to identify the most edible leather suitcase and flash cook it <laughs> with jet fuel and will, will, will survive on basically, uh, jerky that's made from Louis Vuitton leather. So I choose oh Bear God. Grylls. What about you guys? Damn. Yeah, I'm torn between making this like a career opportunity oh, okay. or just somebody I enjoy. Because if it's a career opportunity. But they have opportun- to rescue you. Oh, I guess you're just trapped. You haven't done anything dumb. Yeah, if it's a career opportunity, I'm like, man, it's Kendrick. Like, can you come pick me up, Kendrick? Right? <laughs> if it's not, if it's not a career opportunity, it's m- probably going to be Peter Sagal from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. <laughs> just so you guys yes, are very... prop. What yeah. a great answer. Yes. Yeah. That is yes. probably Why the, do you follow him on Twitter? That is probably he's the hilarious. whitest answer. <laughs> is he? He's hilarious, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. I do love him on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, but I had no idea he was a good Twitter follow happening. All right. Um, Rebecca asks, how can I become a more interesting person? Oh, well. Wow, Rebecca. Oh, okay. This is easy, Rebecca. Interesting people live interesting lives and have yeah. interesting stories. Start saying yes to stuff. Yeah. yeah. Start random conversations with strangers. That's a, <laughs> It works great for me. I've gotten all kinds of interesting little, if you listen to this podcast, interesting little twists over the years by just talking to randos. The more, ran, the more random a person looks like, the better stories that person has and the more likely they are to uh, let you accompany them, a complete stranger, on their next little adventure. So talk, find the most interesting <laughs> person you can visually. He's Speaking like, truth. I need to find a way to talk to that person. This is either going to end. That is end, actually for sure the best advice you've ever given. This is either going to end in an awesome yeah. story or my untimely death. It's usually worth the, oh the risk. So, okay. No, that, but He's speaking the, in, truth, in the real world, you don't want to go up to all those strangest people you see in the grocery store and try to like be friends with them. That's not. But in the real world, say yes. Just say yeah. yes to stuff. 
You know, like when that's people, the guy who keeps his headphones on in every no, airport all the that's time. It's not the same thing. If if a, if I get an invitation or a friend says, "Hey, let's," I yes, the answer is yes. You go, you do. I just like to tra- when I'm traveling alone. I just keep my heads on, headphones on. That's different. Say yes. I, I agree. That's how you get more interesting. The more content you have and you learn about the world, the more interesting you get. So ask yeah. more questions. Yeah, there, there you go. it is. Amanda Upton asks on Twitter: My six-year-old wants to know if you like pineapples. So a hundred percent. Thank yes. you. Yes, he doesn't like pineapples. I got, I got absolutely. I got two question. ears, a mouth, and a heart, don't I? Yes, pineapples are delicious. <laughs> it's a it's a vacation. <laughs> Eating one bite of pineapple is an edible vacation. Uh, suddenly, I'm like in a much more beautiful place, a, a climate where pineapples naturally go. With the first bite, I'm like. That is fantastic. Why don't I eat more pineapple? You're on an island immediately. Exactly. I'm immediately on a tropical it's an island. Edible vacation. All inclusive, by the way. Ears <laughs> Emily Emily asks. Yeah. Emily asks, what's one food you eat and love that others would think was weird? For example, she loves saltine crackers. Great. Um uh, but and sometimes that's all she has for dinner. She loves them so much, <laughs> dude. So I, I, that's bad. I have a good yeah, one. Zero nutritional hurt. value. I, in that. I have yeah. a good one. <laughs> so, uh, like, I don't know. Like a month ago, we, I, everyone on this podcast knows, but I have a lot of cookouts at my house, and what, and the neighbors come and stuff. And so we had, we decided. I heard you can make pizzas on the grill, so we made pizzas on the grill, and we've been going to Costco, and everything there is like giant portions. Long story short, we ended up with a gigantic gigantic container of pepperonis right i have been eating just straight up cold pepperonis like because we have so many left over i probably have eaten for the last three weeks i'm gonna guess in the neighborhood of 15 to 27 pepperonis a day like i am (laughs) pounding pepperonis like whenever i get hungry like single-handedly ate five cows I'm, I'm talking about a pepperoni that goes on a pizza but uncooked I will yeah. like after this podcast I'm gonna walk downstairs I'm, I'm because I'm think, talk, thinking about pepperonis I want some pepperonis I'm gonna go and grab it like like about uh, the size of a, of a half a sleeve of Oreos worth and just eat them just eat pepperonis yeah I love it I don't it. think that's weird you're about to, you're about to be it. the only man in his 30s with gout yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get scurvy like a pirate that's why I need those pineapples more in my life because yeah. <laughs> pepperoni vitamin deficiency the pepperonis just absorb the vitamins and don't give anything back so yeah but i highly recommend the pepperoni thing tiffany asks would you rather have constantly dry eyes or a constantly runny nose <sighs> well i mean oh yeah dry oh, gosh, eyes that feels yeah, i would terrible. definitely take dry eyes i mean the runny yeah. nose is that's just that's you just keep worst. some visine with you yeah, yeah, but, yeah if right. constant, but if they're constantly dry that means that the visine doesn't do Not anything because they're always dry I would, you know I, mean? I would, You're I would, making my eyes hurt. I would, so you would take the runny nose, Annie? No, I, I take both of them. Yeah, because no one yeah, wants to be No one wants to be around runny nose person. News flash. Exactly. Someone's you got a runny nose. That. It's like you know, I want to hang with that person. They kind of got a runny nose right now, and I don't. Know, I feel like that's probably contagious. Dry eyes. That's like right. they were probably up late last night doing something cool. I'm gonna hang with him. <laughs> I want to be a more interesting person. They're, okay, but if you have a runny nose, you get to be the person who's like, hey, I can't make it tonight. My nose is still running and I'm going to, it's sniffles. a great well, back out with well, 90 minutes lost. to go. It's pepperoni night. <laughs> <laughs> you can head out I, real quick. I can't get rid of them fast enough. They're going bad. Uh, okay, lastly, this is timely. It's uh, it's fall. It's football season. Mm-hmm. Joel says, my high school's football games start soon. What are some creative chants we should do to rate to rise above the line of mediocrity that is the average high school student section? Mm. Yeah. Jesse, help Joel take his student section to another level. This yeah. is this is easy. We need to know the school mascot though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it's, true. it's hard. He didn't give us enough, really. Yeah. Well, I, he gave I, Jesse plenty to work with. Yeah. But. We need to know what state. We need to know uh, that's, that's that's real. Yeah. The, the state city thing name is real. and yeah. the like the name yeah. of the school, the mascot. What are we your colors? To, I think he's talking about general ones, like we don't need a pitcher. We you know we, we, we need don't a need a belly, a belly yeah, 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 yeah yeah well here, I mean, here here's the thing like it, obviously they live in a state way. that is difficult to identify on the U.S. map you just go there your state is geographically ambiguous ha <laughs> ha you know so you want you can <laughs> well, go there it's high schoolers they're playing everyone from their own state <laughs> yeah they're not that's they're what playing makes it the people it's from a their local city. Burn. Yeah, that's yeah. why. That's why I get burn. personal. That's why I get very yeah, personal. Yeah, that's why it's like. I, that's why. They, they, listen, y'all ain't got no either, Starbucks over there. 
Yeah. <laughs> Yo, side of town ain't got good you're, coffee. You're in a lame Starbucksless town. Yeah. So you can <laughs> either go that, or, <laughs> or, or you know, if you want to do homework, you need to get the the, the yearbook from the year, year prior and just guessing on the pictures of which people are on the football team and then you need to make like a long shell silver scene style poem involving all of their <laughs> names and their goofiest physical attribute hello dry eyes quarterback chris <laughs> mcginnis you are terrible terrible dry eye chris Ter- and then the running nose guy you hit him and and it's it's embarrassing medical conditions it's physical attributes and if that doesn't work you just lob pepperonis at them like like rotten tomatoes to a bad <laughs> media you know? yo y'all should learn it and just but you have to do it in unison the school whole school has to do it like like find the most like infectious like child song like baby shark or something and uh-huh. just the whole school the whole game nonstop sings baby shark okay baby shark just oh man can you imagine the other rival school the whole game yeah. just singing that oh my god how how about this? How about this? This is next level. You know those you know those commercials for medicine? Like, I don't know, like it's for sleep or it's for hair loss or whatever. And most of the commercials, like a montage of people walking in the park with a golden retriever and they're like, side effects include, right. you know, insomnia, toenail infections and bad breath. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I would find one that has really bad side effects. Go to the game the <laughs> week before spike the Gatorade with this medication. So you by this time, the side effects have set in. And let's say it's bad breath. And everyone's sensitive about it because they don't know where it came from, but everyone on the team's got bad breath. And you're like, you ain't happy. You are sad. You know that your breath is bad. And everyone's just like, ah, hey, ah, hey, ah, hey. and you just mentally tear them down. Literally, you know that you poison them. And so this one is very easy. Good question. I think that might be illegal. But yeah, uh, I think you broke yeah. a, a law or two. But, you know, and it's, you're it's a gray area. Prop, it's a gray area. Sure. You know, I think we can agree on that. So this is very easy. (laughs) All right. There's a bunch more questions. We appreciate everybody who tweeted us at Relevant Podcast and sent us questions. Uh, Tune in next Friday. We will uh, do another edition of Ask the Cast. All right. On that note, we will wrap things up. Make sure you check out Mike Foster's uh, podcast, Fun Therapy, wherever you get your podcasts. He's a great guy. And make sure to uh, go check out the resources that he was mentioning at MikeFoster.com. Prop, tell us your tour dates. You're going, you're about to hit the road. Yeah, Chicago, October 10th, Los Angeles. That's the one that's wink, wink. There's new music coming out. Uh, Bring your recording device. October 21st in Los Angeles and then the 27th in Oakland. And I highly suggest if you're not near any of these, just because they're super special, like fly in, because we don't do this stuff often. We're interviewing Lisa Gunger. We're interviewing the owner of Visco. Uh, it's going to be dope. Yeah. Very cool. Annie, Annie, I don't want to leave you out. Do you have anything you want to plug other than your new studio and office that, <laughs> that you're filming? No, from? I'm having, I'm just happy to be here with y'all. Uh, All right, go check out That Sounds Fun and pre-order... Oh, yeah, I have a podcast. I mean, yeah. What the ease, yeah. I'm giving you the chance. <laughs> and pre-order her new book that she's uh, just starting to work on and is stressed out about every day. <laughs> just, just yeah, just drop a few quarters in a jar and by the time my book's done, you'll be able to pre-order it. I, <laughs> with I the money you've saved. I have something. I haven't yeah, Jesse, yet, you wanna? but I've, I'm starting a little part-time bail bondsman <laughs> gig uh, after hours. So if you <laughs> find yourself in a pinch... Give me a call. Uh, I got a lot of people on the run right now, and I don't even know how this business works. It just sounded what? like a good idea. One, I answered. I answered a Craigslist ad, and uh, <laughs> I'm I'm in over my head, guys. So please check me out. Um, <laughs> it's a bad situation. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Uh, hey, and the, if you uh, want other podcasts to check out, make sure to go check out Relevant Daily every day coming out every weekday at the intersection of faith and culture. It's about ten minutes long. And the new season of Unedited is going on right now. And let's see. Right now, the conversation with Bianca Oltoff is up. And in a week from Monday, uh, my guest will be Jeremy Courtney. So make sure to check that out. Bang, bang. Hey, uh, subscribe to Relevant. Issue 101 is shipping now. Malcolm Gladwell's on the cover. Make sure to check it out at newsstands nationwide. You can view the whole thing at relevantmagazine.com. And there's a great subscription deal going on while you're there. Okay. On that note, we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Annie F. Downs. I'm Propaganda. We will see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everyone. Now you're gone. For many
Thank you for listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from The Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. I got two ears, a mouth, and a heart, don't I? Yes, pineapples are delicious. Relevant Podcast Network.